Now, dear friends, uh, we're going to move over into another service. Uh, this is service number, I believe, 903 of the standing between the, <clears throat> the living and the dead. Uh, devotional service. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 681, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 12 verses 11 through 20. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for all of our sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, the gift of your Holy Word. And, uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I praise you and I thank you for your holy gospel that you allowed me to preach again tonight in the other service. And I praise you and I thank you tonight for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us. Uh, those of us who are truly saved by believing in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and by your grace sustaining us all of these years, forgive us of our sins as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within each and every one of us, and fill us with the fullness and the power, uh, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit. And uh, deliver each and every one of us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, even tonight, grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, I pray 
for your glory, your praise, and your honor. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Help us all, Lord, tonight to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to get back to you our first love in every way. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight for the salvation of the lost, including my wife, Marika White, who uh, it appears to me that she's religious but not saved. Pray the same for her mother and her aunts and siblings and her family. I pray for my own mother and my siblings and my family as well. And uh, Lord, have your Holy Ghost to not give these people rest until they come to know you uh, as Savior and help them all not to worry about trying to have a reunion down here and be more concerned about having a reunion up in heaven. And so, Lord, I thank you that my father's there and I believe my brother's there, I hope. Uh, and, and Lord, help everybody in my family to, and, and even my children, whom I had the privilege of leading to you, uh, to examine themselves and to make sure that they are in the faith believing in Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray for all of the people in the audience tonight, uh, around the world, and all of the people uh, in this country, in this, and around the world. And Lord, I do pray uh, that you would save them. Revive those of us who are saved and keep us back from evil and sin and uh, help all of us to humble ourselves and Lord to heal those of us who are sick if we're saved and willing to do it your way and obedient to you and are obedient to you and Lord we pray for those who are not saved to come to know you as Savior and by the thousands and by the millions, and Holy Father God, we pray that you would comfort those who are grieving and mourning. We pray, Lord, that you would deliver millions of people from being deceived by wokeism or deceptionism, and so that they can hear the gospel and be saved, and uh, so that the saved can, the very elect, not be deceived. Thank you for showing to me uh, through your Holy Word and by your Holy Spirit what is really going on here. I pray that you set other people free and to accept the fact that things may not be as warm and cuddly as they used to be and prepare us all, Lord, for good days and bad days. Bad days and good days. Prepare us, Lord, for... Uh, celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. Uh, for your word is true. We're going to die, and family members are going to die. So prepare us for these things. 
And when they happen, Lord, have them to go as smoothly as you want them to go. But most importantly, Lord, help everybody to come to know you as Savior and to start acting like they belong to you and help them to remember your holy word about the straight and narrow way and the broad way. Help them to remember your holy word uh, that says, uh, many will say, Lord, Lord, in that day, but you will have to say, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Help us and help these people to understand and remember your holy word that says, if you love me, keep my commandments. I pray, Holy Father God, and I thank you for giving me your grace and your strength, which is sufficient for me to rejoice in, to rejoice, not only rejoice, but to find pleasure in, uh, and also to be cheerful in, tribulations, distresses, afflictions, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and persecutions from family members and friends and people I don't even know, even in the church, pastors and pastors' wives, uh, and so forth. I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that strength and that might and that uh, grace. But at the same time, Lord, I do pray that you will lift all of my burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears, and fill me and everybody in my family and everybody who's in this audience tonight and everybody who names the name of Christ uh, fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, I also pray that, uh, Lord, you will uh, deliver us from spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debts, student progress problems, deliver us from all of our tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, intentions, and persecutions. Even while we're in them, Lord, deliver us from day to day. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, thank you so much for allowing things to be as well as they are, for they could be worse. And uh, Holy Father God, please work a divine miracle and bless us, Lord, with the thousands of dollars we need to improve our equipment uh, and to get everything uh, uh, set up, get new lights, new cameras, and all new equipment and the money. Thank you so much for my son, Daniel Ezekiel, and uh, all of my children, Daniqua, Danielle, Danny, Daniel, Danita, and Danae, all uh, helping in, in, in making sure that the money is available uh, to help the ministry even in days like this uh, when they have major expenses themselves and so Holy Father God thank you for this good week 
and I give you the glory, praise, and honor for what you have done. I pray also, Lord, tonight that you'll bless and protect my family and all of the families represented in the audience tonight and across the country and around the globe. <clears throat> protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. Protect us, Lord, from the demons of hell and uh, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world. And Lord, I thank you for blessing me and leading me to pray this prayer for many years before I started to see why you had me to pray this prayer. Uh, and I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And I pray, Lord, tonight that you would place upon us the whole arm of God and surround us with a band of your holy angels. Cover us and cleanse us tonight through the blood of Christ and give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I pray, Lord, uh, tonight that you would have it to be so that everything we do would be done for your glory, your praise, and your honor. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 12, verses 11 through 20. And now, whereas my father did laid you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father hath chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly, and forsook the old men's counsel that they gave him, and spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform his saying which the Lord spake by Ahijah the Shilonite unto Jeroboam the son of Nebat. So when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel, now see to thine own house, David. So Israel departed unto their tents, but as for the children of Israel, which dwelt in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was over the tribute, and all Israel stoned him with stones that he died. Therefore King Rehoboam made speed to get him up to his chariot, to flee to Jerusalem. So Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. And it came to pass when all Israel heard that 
Jeroboam was come again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation, and made him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David, but the tribe of Judah only. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the richness, the energy, and the power, and the life of your Holy Word. Help us to learn from it, to remember it, to hide it in our hearts, to obey its precepts and principles, and uh, to preach it, to teach it, and to proclaim your Holy Gospel. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode 1024, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable study Bible or commentary. My beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim, therefore, of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the word of God and the giving of the sense of it, the church would be revived and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of Almighty God and saved from the eternal burning hell by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered and bled and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and who said the most important words ever said in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. Today, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ, we are going to read Matthew chapter 3, verses 3 through 10. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. 
And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem, and all Judea, and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Dear friends, I just read in your hearing Matthew chapter 3, verses 3 through 10. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and with the help of Dr. Walvert and Dr. Zuck and the Bible Knowledge Commentary. John's message was a fulfillment of the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, with reflections of Malachi 3.1. All four Gospels relate John the Baptist to Isaiah's words. Isaiah 43, however, refers to highway construction workers who were called on to clear the way in the desert for the return of the Lord as his people. The exiles returned to Judah from the Babylonian captivity in 537 B.C. In similar fashion, John the Baptist was in the desert preparing the way for the Lord and his kingdom by calling on people to return to him, to repent. John was thus a voice of one calling in the desert to prepare a remnant to receive the Messiah. His preaching in the desert of Judea suggests that he came to separate people from the religious systems of the day. He dressed similarly to Elijah, and he ate locusts and wild honey. Locusts were eaten by the poor, like Elijah. He was a rough outdoorsman with a forthright message. Large numbers of people from Jerusalem and all Judea went to hear John the Baptist. Some accepted his message and confessed their sins, submitting to water baptism, the identifying sign of John's ministry. John's baptism was not the same as Christian baptism, for it was a religious rite signifying confession of sin and commitment to a holy life in anticipation of the coming Messiah. However, not all believed. The Pharisees and Sadducees who came to see what he was doing rejected his appeal. Their feelings were summed up in John's words to them. 
They believed that they, as physical sons of Abraham, were automatically qualified for Messiah's kingdom. John completely repudiated Pharisaic Judaism and said that God, if necessary, could raise up stones to become his children. God could take outsiders, Gentiles, if necessary, to find individuals to follow him. Judaism was in danger of being removed unless there was productive fruit in keeping with repentance. God would remove the tree. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for that insightful and enlightening Bible study and reading. Help us to take heed to it, to the principles and precepts, and help us all who name the name of Christ to repent. Help those who don't name the name of Christ to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of their sins. And do your will. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Turn in your Bibles now. We're going to the family segment. As we always do. And tonight, God is dealing with the parents, especially the father. From God's perspective, the father is not only in charge over the wife, but he's in charge and responsible for the children. And what the American way says, of course, is mommy is in charge of the children. This is played out even if there's a uh, divorce. In most cases, down through the years, things are changing a little bit now because of a law firm in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Mommy normally gets the children. Uh, But from God's perspective, uh, the children need their father. And, uh, and they need their mother too. Uh, but he's the one in charge. And he needs to take charge for things to go better for those children. The father needs to uh, set the course and uh, make sure that things go well. He needs to give his wife instruction as to how his children are to be raised and uh, he uh, needs to ensure that that is done. And I truly believe that if the father would step up, God will make his words not fall to the ground. And uh, uh, because he's the prophet, the priest, and the king in that household, and he'll make things work out better. Uh, I told my wife, I want my children breastfed. You say, Preacher, what did you know about breastfeeding at the time? Absolutely nothing. All I knew is that the Bible says that's what the women did. I had no experience with that whatsoever from my own mother. I remember bottles. That's all I know. And that's all most of you know. Heat up that bottle, get that bottle, test that bottle on your hand before you give it to the child, and all of that. I said, well, 
from the jump, all of my children were breastfed. I determined that, not my wife. I'm sure she would have much rather uh, done it the modern way. I told my wife that we we're going to homeschool our children, period. <clears throat> and, I, and I believe all of their lives have turned out better for it. And, uh, and, and uh, they were educated not only through the early years, but uh, I got them into college early, and they went to college uh, from the house as well. And I believe more parents should do that. In fact, I believe all parents who are saved ought to do that now for sure. I, I don't know you. I don't want to know you as a parent. If you send your children to a public school or even to some private school somewhere, if they're taking heed to the curriculum that the government wants to push on your children almost from the cradle to the time they graduate. I don't know you. I don't want to know you if you're that way. You're dead to me if you put your children in these public school systems. And then you out there fighting the teachers and the school board to, to make them teach what you want them to teach. They're not going to do it. They already have a mandate from the devil and hell. This, they're not playing. You may not be playing either, but they're not playing. They, they, they have a curriculum set to teach your children from preschool on up about oral sex, anal sex, how that two boys, it's okay for two boys to be together, two girls to be together. Don't get mad at me and, and turn off the live feed. Don't get mad at me. That's what your school board is doing. That's what your school is doing, man. And it's okay for people to be gay at the school and for teachers to come to work with green hair and blue hair and red hair all in their head all at the same time looking like clowns. Lesbians and, and bringing their girlfriends, uh, so-called lesbian friends and homosexual friends to the class and, and, and telling your children, you don't know anything about it. This, oh, this is my husband. He comes to bring the lunch. The man said, oh, this is my husband class. They do that on purpose. She comes to bring the lunch. Oh, this is my wife class. The devil is a lie. They do that on purpose. They are raping the minds of your children. And you can go and fight at the school board all they want. They've already been paid. And they're going to do it. So fathers, bring the children home. I've been telling you this for years. Bring your children home. You're responsible ultimately. Ultimately before God, you're going to be held responsible for those children. I kept my children from all of that devilment and foolishness. Now, my wife wanted me to put them in public school, and I, I, and I said, we're not going to do that. And, uh, and she wanted the, uh, that for the same reason, so she can be footloose and fancy-free at home and not having to take care of her children using the school as a glorified babysitter. 
That never happened with any of my children. Ephesians 6, 4, And ye fathers. God does not make any mistakes. He did not say mothers. And ye fathers. Listen to me. You've heard me say, I raised my children by myself. You can believe that. When I say by myself, she was a help me. She was like a teacher's assistant or whatever. She did what I told her to do. She had to do the dirty work. But I, I was the principal, and I ruled over my children. See? And, I, 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 and, when, I, and when I told her I wanted them fed, I meant it. Uh, I told, when I told, them, told her I wanted them fed at a certain time, I wanted them changed, and all of that kind of stuff, and make sure they do this and that, uh, she had to carry that out under my authority. See? And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. God tells you what not to do. There's no reason for you to be angry at your own children and hateful towards your own children. And there are people like that. They're demon-possessed. And they should not be the father and mother of children. If you are treating your child like you're his equal and he's your equal and all of that, you're going to get into mess like that because there's something wrong mentally with you to think that you're in competition with your own children. And uh, it's a tit-for-tat with your own children. And God God tells you, fathers, what you should do. Admonish them when they need admonishment, rebuke, chastisement, that's love too, and nurture them. When they do well, you give them credit for it. When they do well, you reward them for it. If they do evil, you pat them on the butt. When they do good, you pat them on the back. And, and, and you can't make your children feel loved. They will feel loved if you love them and if they know you love them. My children... Without my having to, without my asking them or telling them, Danita was the one I think who started it. I think I know this. She was the one who said when I had to whip everybody's behind. Danita Evangeline White, my daughter, she's the one who said more than once, "Thank you, Papa, for giving us a whipping. I know that you love us, and you're doing it because you love us." She was one of those children. She always liked to have order in the house. And she got frustrated when there was no order. And uh, uh, she even got weary and well-doing when she became a teenager, older teenager, because her mother was not doing right. Uh, she didn't feel like her brother was doing what he was supposed to be doing. And it was just Danny and her doing what they needed to do. And... and they had college school work to do. They had other things to do. And, uh, and she got weary and well doing there. Because uh, everybody, everybody was not pulling their weight. I, I, I want to tell you something that my wife did to my oldest children. That was 
uh, evil. We had a business and it involved proofreading. I knew my wife could proofread just as good as my teenagers. And so I would give her the book first that we were proofreading and editing or the article or whatever we were doing. And this woman intentionally left mistakes and errors in the work and made my children, and so the, the children were the second level. They were, they were good, they, they were, they're, gifted, they're gifted at it, whereas my wife was not gifted, but she knew how to do it. And uh, she would not do a good job, and she would leave it for my oldest three children to do. They never got an attitude about it and never uh, got mad about it, but uh, uh, they didn't like it. They just went on and did their job and cleaned up the mess she left. When she, They knew and she knew she could have done better, and I knew. And so it got to the point where certain things I didn't let her do anymore because they, they, they would have to clean up after her. See, and that's just evil, people. That's just wrong, and 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 that was a, uh, that was hurting to the, the children, especially uh, to Danita Evangeline. And so, uh, anyway, fathers, that's what God wants you to do. Be the head of the household over your wife and over your children and make sure your children are taken care of. And let me just tell you something else that I did not allow and that many of you husbands allow. And that is, if you have a wife who gets into tit for tat with the children, back and forth with the children, like they, her, her uh, on her level, <clears throat> And she does things to get back at them or to harm them or her. You need to correct that, man. Stop that. You should not, I mean, your wife should not be that way. Their mother should not be that way. But if you see that she is harming those children or lying on those children, thinking that you're going to believe her over them, uh, there's some cases that, my friend, I know that's not the American way. I know that's not the evangelical way. The evangelical pastors tell you, happy wife, happy life. Go ahead on and just believe her, man. And then you go and tell the child something else. You know how your mother is and and everything. And I got you and, and everything. But you, but in front of them, you, you, you support her when she's wrong. Now, you ought to support her if she's right. But if she's wrong, you can't do that, man. Because that's going to, that's, she's, they, they, they're not only going to hate her, they're going to hate you. And I just hate to tell you. Now, there's some women who are just witches. They're mean as the witch. And, and all, you say, preach, you're going to run away the women from your... No, I'm not. And if I do temporarily, they'll come back to hear the truth. You know why I'm not concerned about that? The reason why I am never concerned about what I say about women, God has said things deeper than I have said, number one, about women. Number two, women have said things worse than I will ever say about women. And women know women and how that they can make a mess 
out of a good situation. They know it. They, that's why most women don't want a, pa- a pastor, a woman pastor. That's all woke foolishness. They don't want that. They don't want it deep down. They'd rather have a man as their pastor, my friends. And they really don't want to hear your wife speak. They'd rather hear you speak and preach. Because they know women have their issues. And can be very treacherous. Even with their husband, even with their children. And that's why in many cases... Women believe, if a man complains about a woman or says something about it, the women believe it. <laughs> Many men may not believe it because they're afraid of women. But women believe it because they, and they, know, they, they can see how she, she can do that and they, they know it. They know it. I know that's not what the sweet evangelicals teach you at the cemetery. I know that's not the American way. But I'm not going the woke American way. I'm not going the woke evangelical way. I'm telling you what the Bible says. And I, I, can, I can give you a hundred verses about this issue. And so can my wife. See? And so, fathers, you, you know, don't let your wife lie on your children. And they didn't do anything wrong. I told you this story one time when the children were little. My wife stole my cake out of the refrigerator. I asked where my cake was. She lied on her children. The children must have taken it. And I went off on her. I sure did. And that was one of, in one of our first homes. And uh, when I found out that she lied on those children, that, that was, that, that's, that's, a, that's a serious issue. See, and, and, and now if I had done like most of you sweet little evangelical husbands and knew she was lying and then tried to smooth it over with the children, that's, that's, a, that's a gross sin. You're not being a husband. You're not being a father. You're being a wimp. Even evil people don't want you to let them get away with evil. Deep down. And then, then they lose respect for you if you let them do something like that. Lie on uh, your ch- child and your children and don't, do, don't deal with it. Anyway, folks, let's pray for others. Let's pray for other families. Let's pray for saved families and lost families. And then let's pray for others. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for this fine devotional time together in this service. And thank you for allowing us to be here 903 times. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that. And Holy Father God, I pray for the families that don't know you. Save those uh, who are lost. Revive those who are saved and help them to turn to you, to your holy word and prayer for a successful marriage and family and a family that stays together. And Lord, we pray now for all of the millions of people who are hurting uh, through the coronavirus plague and other plagues. 
that have come upon the earth to get our attention in the church and out of the church. But Lord, we pray for a few by name that you would draw, comfort them and draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray for the family and friends of South Dakota resident Mark Lewis. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Veronica Perla. We pray for the family and friends of Wisconsin resident Robert Marcel Jr. We pray for the family and friends of Maine resident Tracy Taylor. We pray for the family and friends of Kentucky resident Edward Jane. And we pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Luis Garcia. And Lord, we pray also for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests. We pray for the thousands who have done so down through the years, and we pray for them tonight. And we pray that you will grant them salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon their lives tonight, and upon these people as well, as well as their specific prayer requests. We pray for Marie Grace. Please keep her safe, secure, and protected from bad people and gang associates. Stop these people from walking on her property and deliver her from them. Please bless her with a safe place to live and bless the rest of us as well. We pray for P.T. Please save his soul, strengthen him, comfort him, provide for him and his family, and give them love, joy, and peace, and hope in you. Help him to look to you and not his circumstances. Help him to serve others and glorify you. We pray for Jensen. Please bless him with the Holy Spirit's mighty anointing, with all spiritual, physical, soul blessings, divine intervention, protection, wisdom, uh, and the money that he needs to live on, blessings. Bless him with uh, the anointing and gifts of the Holy Spirit, power and authority and fruits of the Holy Spirit. Help him to do your ministry mightily in Jesus Christ's name. Deliver him from all curses and satanic evil works. Protect him from the coronavirus plague and bless him with uh, the money and material things he needs to serve you and his own house in a blessed atmosphere. Lord God in heaven, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry and from this pulpit. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. Tonight we pray for, yes, all of the thousands who have gotten saved, and a few by name, Clifford, Demelis, Allen, Jonas, Priyanka. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you uh, through the preaching of the whole counsel of God through this pulpit. We pray not only for these few, but the thousands who have done the same. We pray for comfort. We pray for Alice. We pray for Gabriel. We pray for Victor. And we pray for Uloma, for Uloma. We commit all of these souls into your hands, including ours. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Dear friend, if uh, you missed the preaching of the gospel, uh, allow me to say this to you. Jesus Christ said the most important words in the history of mankind when he said, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, 
shall be saved. He suffered, he bled, and he died for your sins. Believe in him. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will save you. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, make sure you remember to pray without ceasing. You're not going to make it otherwise. Now you know the reason why God emphasized and Jesus Christ emphasized praying always. Read his word. Meditate on it. And uh, also remember the Marines' motto, Semper Fi, always faithful, and remember the Air Force uh, fellows' motto, Semper Supra, always above. Keep your heart and mind stayed upon the Lord. Stay in a heavenly frame of mind, and uh, keep your eyes on the Lord, and he'll keep you in perfect peace. God bless you, dear friends. Until we see you next time, by the grace of God, tomorrow night.